here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Rob McCarron. Hashtag authority. Hashtag Steph Bouncy. Hashtag SmackDown 15. Jeff Hawkins. You done digging that hole? You're listening to Shake Them Ropes with Rob McCarron and Jeff Hawkins. Dance on your grave, dirt sheet writer. Hello and welcome everybody to Shake Them Ropes. It is episode 94. Rob McCarron here, Jeff Hawkins along the line here on Skype. Jeff, how are you doing today? I was hoping to introduce you as the hot and always submissive Rob McCarron. <laughs> it would be accurate. And a- or not. Reference to Raw last week, perhaps? Yes. Maybe. Yeah, okay. we, didn't, we didn't talk about Raw last week on the show. <laughs> Because we didn't we, watch it. <laughs> well, I mean, that's part of it. Felt kind of nice. Felt kind of nice not uh, <laughs> watching it. Um, but uh, no, we didn't talk about it because on last week's show, we had our conversation with Jerome Cusan on the wrestling road trips. We did match mm-hmm. number 72. We talked about Beast in the East and we had Brodus Clay on. Yeah, thanks for everybody to for downloading that. Uh, got a lot of nice feedback on that one. Yeah, we got some good feedback on the interview with Tyrus from TNA, formerly Brodus Clay. If you haven't caught that, you can check that out on YouTube, youtube.com slash Voices of Wrestling. You can go to our uh, Twitter page at Shake Them Ropes, and we link it out there. Uh, but yeah, it was a fun interview. We have our post show up talking about our reactions to the interview up there on YouTube. So we urge you mm-hmm. to uh, subscribe, check that out, and uh, you can get our thoughts on the Brodus Clay interview, which we thought uh, turned out pretty well. Today, we're going to talk about WWE Raw, the big angle that happened from WWE Raw, and we're going to talk about our preview for WWE Battleground plus match number 71 on our top 100 countdown, which is the 123 Kid versus Bret Hart from WWE Raw in July of 1994. A lot to get to today. You can check us out, voicesofwrestling.com slash str, youtube.com slash voicesofwrestling, and on Twitter at ShakedownRopes. We begin today with the biggest angle of raw in many many months jeff hawkins the biggest one and that is the fact that kane is now out with an injured ankle Uh i knew i knew it i knew it i knew it yeah great another another way to end a hot go home show rollins and kane break up again rollins kane (laughs) we'll talk about that when we go through our battleground preview but of course the big news coming from raw is the fact that they finally pulled the trigger uh, bringing up Becky Lynch, Charlotte, and Sasha Banks all at one time up to mm-hmm. the WWE main roster. It was the, de- the uh, debut in earnest of Charlotte, Becky Lynch, and Sasha Banks. Before we get down to the details of the segment, Jeff Hawkins, the thoughts running through your head now that we finally have Sasha Banks, Charlotte, Becky Lynch, three-fourths of the NXT horsewomen up on the WWE main roster, at least so it would seem. I thought it was a misfire both in storyline and in how they want to uh, revitalize the division. No, I want to focus on the positives. 
I'd love to focus on the positives. Tell me what they are. Here are I the mean, positives. Other, other, okay, that they're they're on the main roster. They're on the main right. roster now. I'm happy about that. Don't I'm like a little wrong. child on Christmas. Sasha yeah. Banks is up. Charlotte is up. Becky Lynch is up. Well, let's talk about this segment, what actually happened. Let's go through it, all right? Uh, you have the fact that the Bellas come out at the top of the 9 o'clock hour, so you know something big is happening. And all, that's nice, too, doing it at the 9 o'clock hour. All throughout the day, you know, we had seen pictures on Twitter of Sasha and Becky Lynch appearing, uh, arriving at the building for Raw. We had heard news reports that they're all there. Now, none of this really means anything because they had been at Raws and SmackDowns before and either wrestled dark or never did anything on the shows at all. So for all we knew, they could have been there, you know, shooting vignettes. They could have been there just getting post SummerSlam plans all worked out because it wasn't mm-hmm. Atlanta. It was close to their home base of Orlando, Florida. So all throughout the day, we see that going on. Then the nine o'clock hour hits in the East. The Bellas come out, all three of them talking because Alicia Fox is Alicia Fox Bella now. So Team mm-hmm. Bella is out there in the ring. Who comes out to contrast everything that they're saying, to pick apart what they are saying in their words? Is it is it surprise debut of Becky Lynch? Is it the surprise debut of Charlotte? Is it the return of Paige saying, hey, I got female uh, friends now? No. It's your heel authority figure. It is Stephanie McMahon who, mm-hmm. okay. I'm largely positive about this segment because I think it came off in the end very, very well. My okay. first question we dis- was... We disagree on that then. I thought it came off extremely well. Could you have done it better? Yeah. A lot of times you can always write things better. You can always make it to where it's a bigger deal. But did it come off well at the end? I think so. And we'll get to that. In the end, yes. In the end, it came off super well. I mean, you had the I three know. NXT women in there applying their finishers mm-hmm. with the crowd going nuts. Instant yeah. stars. Instant stars. And we'll right. talk about, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, okay. well, Instant Stars right now, whether it stays that way due to how they're booked, we'll see because there's plenty okay. of time for other things to happen. But Instant Stars right now, yes. But you have Stephanie McMahon, who on TV is usually a heel authority figure, mm-hmm. who has also been on TV in support of the Bellas, the Bellas mm-hmm. being one of their allies. Mm-hmm. Whether they're heels or faces, they've been an ally. All the way back from last SummerSlam, can you still believe that we had the angle one year ago where Brie and Nikki split up and then they just came back together again. That's one year ago. It's SummerSlam. It's craziness. But anyway, I digress. Stephanie McMahon comes out. Okay. Taking issue with the fact that the Bellas say they own the division. My question to you on Twitter, Jeff, was why would Stephanie be all of a sudden anti-Bella when they were allies all throughout this year. As a reason to get her onto TV so she could introduce the NXT people. Right. Hey, so she comes back and she's, you know, going to be... You mean a logical reason? There no, isn't one. There really wasn't a logical reason, right? And Unless they just thought, okay, you know, I guess people can change their minds. Stephanie McMahon can come out here and say, you know, I gave the Bellas the power in the division, but look where the division is gone. Maybe I needed to change this. Maybe something else needs to happen, you know? I, I can't just give the Bellas all this power there. It's going to their heads. I'm going to take it back. But yeah, you have Triple H and you have Stephanie McMahon who have been heel authority figures on TV. Uh, but lately, they really haven't been. I mean, here they are setting up Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins. Now Stephanie comes out and she she brings in the NXT women to a babyface pop. I mean, this question of whether they're heel authority figures or not, really right now, they kind of aren't. She really isn't a heel authority figure. Now, we never had an explanation why she wasn't. Other than the fact that she came out and started making you know, decisions that the fans liked. 
Keep going. You still have more rope for yourself. No, I'm just wondering. Like, <laughs> is, is that no. all it takes now for a heel or babyface to come out and start making decisions the fans like? Do you have to have this big moment? You know, no. But you have to be consistent, and they haven't been consistent with either the authority or the Bellas for that matter. Mm-hmm. So, it's it takes away from the overall aesthetic. I think. Do you think it it works out for them? I don't and- mind. Sh- Look, I don't mind shades of gray if you establish that they are shades of gray. No. There's been none of that either. There really hasn't been a shades of gray uh, in this. They've either been one side or the other, and it happens week after week where they just jump fences. But there you had Stephanie McMahon coming out. Okay, she took she took issue to something that Nikki Bella had said. That's fine. Okay, she took issue and to Nikki, something Nikki Bella Nikki said. Nikki was actually cutting her best promo. I thought in a long time. Well, Nikki, before this interruption. Nikki Bella is really good on the mic. If they let them, you know, talk as if Nikki Bella is the top woman in the division, and she's speaking like she's the top woman in the division. Okay, she runs it. When they actually let these people talk, it goes for what we've been saying with Roman Reigns. It goes for what they would. I, I think if Bray Wyatt had his own you know, message to say it would go out pretty well. But when you get the pre-written stuff, you know, I'm I'm tired of being so anti-writer, but really it's a message that keeps being sent in front of our faces on WWE Raw is when you let these people say what they really mean, it comes out really, really well. Yeah. And it works better. And Nikki Bella out here was cutting promo. I was there in November of last year when Nikki Bella got her promo time on SmackDown that didn't all make air on the actual yeah, SmackDown. Right where she was just unbelievably great. Mm-hmm. She can do it. You know, I'm not this Nikki Bella fan just because I think I'm going to be contrarian and, oh, you guys who hate Nikki Bella, you guys are silly. Nikki Bella's great. I'm not this, oh, she's great just to say she's great. Nikki Bella can solid. be really good. Yeah. Nikki Bella can be really good, and she was pretty good on Raw here, but Stephanie McMahon comes out taking issue with what they say. So she invites Paige out, and the storyline has been, that Paige can't find any friends. She can't find anyone in the establishment to go against the Bellas because everyone knows. And the main part of that, why she couldn't get any friends, was the fact that the Bellas were on the authority side and no one wanted to go against the authority. Thus, more lack of logic. So now the authority here is against the Bellas. Why doesn't every single diva come out? Why doesn't Alicia Fox, who's standing there, say, oh, shit. I'd pick the wrong side. Yeah, I'll go fight for Paige if they're not really on the authority side. Mm-hmm. Like, so everyone was afraid of the Bellas and the authority combo. So they don't go on Paige's side. So that's one little lack of logic there, whatever. That's a big lack it is of a big. It is a big one. But hey, that because was four Paige weeks ago. Is, We're supposed Paige to forget about it. is a protagonist it. in this story. And there was a much easier way to do what they wanted to do. But I'm going to let you continue your monologue here. No, there, there, were, there were other ways we can do it. All right? I, I think everyone might be on the same page that there were other ways to do it. But this is what we got. So let's focus on what we got here. All right. We have Paige coming out. And she doesn't have any friends. So Stephanie McMahon, not Paige. Paige didn't go to NXT and try to recruit people. I think right. that's one of these ways where it could have been better if we're just going along what, you know, WWE did here. Ding, Paige, ding, ding, ding. Paige should be going down to find these yes. friends. Hey, hey, Becky Lynch, I see what you're doing here in NXT. I see Charlotte was the dominant person in the division once I left. Maybe you guys can come up and help me. Maybe this will be a way for us to be mutually benefited. Uh-huh. Well, that doesn't happen. Stephanie McMahon says, hey, they're these girls in NXT. Becky Lynch and Charlotte. The crowd goes crazy for Charlotte. The crowd gives a really nice reaction to Becky Lynch, who they hadn't seen on WWE TV before. I mean, she has been solely in NXT, not even that was a one interesting shot. That, they, that was interesting that they led with her. It was, I know they, what they were trying to build it, but still. They were trying like, to build with the Charlotte. I brought you Becky Lynch. I went, huh, well, okay. With what they were doing, if you're going to bring out Becky Lynch and Charlotte to be on Paige's side, you have to do Becky first because Charlotte would get the big wave, and then you kind of have dud with Becky. 
because as much as we like Becky, no one really knows who she is. Right. So it would have been one of those letdowns at the end. Continue. And people were looking for Charlotte too. I mean, they were wooing all the, all through this angle. People were waiting for Charlotte to debut. And I'm watching Becky Lynch come out and I'm saying, oh, that's a surprise. I knew Becky was there, but I didn't think she would actually debut here. I thought maybe Charlotte, maybe Sasha, but Becky Lynch is a little bit of a surprise. Okay. Because on NXT, she's been hurt. This was her return, really. She's been hurt with the hip flexor. She hasn't even been on NXT TV. So she, here she comes on WWE Raw. Charlotte comes out. Everyone's going crazy. But that's not all. And here I am thinking, oh, I can't believe they didn't do, debut Sasha here. I'm surprised. I'm surprised they went with Becky instead of Sasha. And I was thinking too soon. Because out comes Naomi. And Stephanie McMahon. Naomi and Tamina come out. And they're like, hey, where are we in this? And, you know, I still haven't gotten my one-on-one shot. I want it. And blah, blah, blah. Stephanie's like, oh, you know what? I have someone who feels the same way as you. And I'm going to put her on your team, per se. Sasha Banks comes out. Big reaction for Sasha. And she is all of a sudden on Team Naomi by default. Yeah. You know, like Naomi didn't go to NXT and say, hey, Sasha, you want to join us? Which also wasn't logical, but yes. Sasha just comes out and say, yeah, I'll fight on your side, Naomi. I'll mm-hmm. fight on your side. Why not? Now, if this were real, another one of these segments where, okay, it's, you know, it's TV writing. It's a TV show. Things work out how they work out. What if Naomi never came out? You think Stephanie just backstage said, hey, Sasha, I'm going to work you in on TV tonight. Get ready. Put your gear on. I'll find a way for you to get your appearance on Raw. Well, Naomi, I mean, what if Naomi never comes out? What's Sasha doing? Really? I'm not going to do alternate reality <laughs> stuff with you right now. Because, I mean, I was fooled into thinking that they were going to put Naomi and Tamina on Team Bella and bring out the other two of the four. That's what I thought at first. And then they did this. So, okay, go on. Because so, so there's your angle. You have Sasha yeah. Banks alongside Naomi and Tamina. You have Paige, Becky Lynch, and Charlotte. Everyone's going against the Bellas. I mean, both of these new trios are still going against the Bellas, but they're going to have to fight with each other to get to the Bellas. All right. Now, mind you, we're one week from Battleground. We don't have a women's title match, or excuse me, a Divas title match, because now all these NXT women that came up are now NXT Divas. Right. They are no longer NXT women. They're NXT Divas. We got Sasha Banks, Charlotte, Becky Lynch, no Bailey. No, Bailey. Bailey is to be left. And we got a question on that from one of our readers. We did ask for questions at Shake Them Ropes earlier today. So we have some questions. And a lot of them came in talking about this women's segment. So you know it's a big deal. Like all the interest is alongside this NXT women's uh, division right now coming into WWE. But there's your angle. You have Sasha Banks, Charlotte, and Becky Lynch in. Stephanie McMahon is the one who introduced them all. All right. So all the impetus for them coming in is what they did in NXT. But Stephanie was the one who had to get them up here. So Stephanie babyface by, by association, really. But then you had the brawl where it was two or three minutes of these women just brawling all with each other. And who was left standing? It was Charlotte. It was Sasha Banks. It was Becky Lynch, all hitting their finisher submissions inside the ring. The segment ending with them standing tall and then the uh, trios who weren't the Bellas facing off while the Bellas backtracked. And we have a new NXT division or we have a new women's division. Excuse me. Inside WWE Raw, the big thing on commentary was the fact that this is a change for the division forever. 
And mm -hmm. I'm hoping, I'm hoping, I'm hoping they keep with this theme and they start putting focus on the division and singles matches. The worry I have coming out of it is the fact that we do have these three trios now and what we're going to see yep. with the whole thing there. Because I don't know if we're going to have an NXT. I keep saying NXT because that's really the important part. But I don't know if right. we're going to have a Divas match at Battleground. I don't know if we're going to have a Divas championship match at Battleground. I don't know if you put you know, a three-way, six, nine-woman tag team scenario on Battleground or whatever you want to do there. Um, but it's interesting. I mean, the the worst thing you can say right now is that it's interesting. Well, yeah. Um, I think they're going to do this gang warfare thing to kill time so that Nikki can cross the finish line for 300. And so you get these new people in there. All right, you took away my writer's hat which is my natural strength about the logic in the storyline. So let's go over some other things that made this misfires in my mind that can be fixed. Don't get me wrong. They can be fixed, but there are things that you were trying to do here that you didn't do. Mm -hmm. Number one, the only reason to bring out Stephanie in this whole thing is either to give her part of the pop or because some, the writers overthought this and go, nobody's going to know who these NXT people are. We need a star to introduce them. Now, they didn't worry about this with Kevin Owens. Right. Right? Okay, so basically, Stephanie's the one who gets the heat as opposed to Paige, which was the whole part of the writer's thing. That's fine. Stephanie tying this in to social politics and whatnot, I think is a, is a bad idea. The... the Women, the, the I know she has the feminist thing going, but wrestling's about conditioning. You can tell us someone's great all you want, but we have to see it. And we did get to see it here, but they're working uphill. Minor, minor nitpick there, because I'm going to go into the other thing. You've made these NXT women lackeys of divas now, as opposed to really reshaping the division or a new fresh start. They're more like, they're more like little Taminas for other people already involved in the Divas division. And you want to reshape this division as a wrestling division, and you've introduced characters for storyline instead. Where maybe you put on a match out, yes, out of the blue, you go outside the box, or maybe Stephanie introduces a match, if you want, between, say, Charlotte and Becky. And then the Be Team Bella comes in and starts the beatdown. And then you get the run, and then you do the story but you're trying to get the story for and then getting the wrestling matches where in a conditioned business where you're trying to condition your audience into thinking something you need to, you don't get that second chance to make the first impression. All you've done is kind of introduce them in a fight here. That was good. Don't get me wrong. I loved the spot with the, um, you know, the three of them having their finishers on there, but they weren't introduced necessarily as stars. They were introduced as, people and the only way to do that is either to really introduce them as a stable all three of them together or to introduce them one at a time and bring them in this kind of mass introduction again they're working uphill in my opinion i see to me that would be the worst part of it and again okay i'll preface this by saying again the way it turned out i thought was pretty well for the segment itself we have to wait and see what they're going to do from here on I out. I agree with waiting and seeing. I just think on first impressions, throwing, I wanted it to be strong. Yeah, throwing all of them out there. Because again, I was surprised when we got all three of them at the same time. 
because mm-hmm. it's kind of like when Nexus debuted. You have all these guys coming in in an influx all at the same time. One or two might stick. Not everyone will because you only have room for one or two. Now, in this women's division, you have nine people now focused in the storyline. In WWE land, that just can't work. You're right. going to come out with one or two, and one of them is going to be Nikki Bella. Now, who and is also, the other one, or who are the other two going to be? And also, you're saying this is a revolution. Yeah. Okay, great. They have to be on top. The new people you introduce have to be on top from the get-go. They can't be underneath the people that are already there. Otherwise, it's just... Well, I don't ah, know if they have to be on top people. from the get-go, because if it's a revolution, you have to work for it, and you have to. Uh, yeah, you can't just you take over to, right now. Well, okay, okay. It's not in storyline, necessarily. And that, that's not what I mean. I mean, I need to see a match from them yeah. because that's what you're telling me is going to happen. Now. Well, that's what's bringing us into the door. Let's start with the strength right here because the strength of Becky and Charlotte certainly aren't their characters. Well, this is what I it's like. Because, yeah, and this is what you can do here now with the wrestling, like you just mentioned here, is you have Charlotte, Paige, and Becky on one side. You have Sasha aligned with Naomi and Tamina. And you have the Bellas. Luckily, in all these teams... You have maybe not so much the Becky Lynn, Charlotte page trio, but you have someone who can take falls. Okay. You have someone where if they do singles matches, they can lose. You have a situation where you can put Sasha up against Alicia Fox and give Sasha a win. You have somewhere where Charlotte can wrestle Tamina and give Charlotte a win. You know, I worry about Brie Bella beating Becky Lynch. Yeah. But if that's the way it goes, that's the way it goes. But on and the same hat, this is why you kind of needed these main main roster women to go down to NXT for it to work before starting this whole thing. You're putting them in matches from the get go with people they haven't normally worked with, and you're saying that this is going to be the start of a new thing, as opposed to putting them in together with each other, where we know that the NXT four have had great matches whenever any combination of them are together. You're going to tell me that Sasha Banks versus Alicia Fox is going to be on the same quality? Probably not the same. I think they can <laughs> surprise people. Oh, I, I look, I like Alicia Fox a lot. Don't get me wrong, but But you're also going to start strong yeah. and then you can be a little bit weaker in the middle and then you finish big. That's how any That's how they teach you how to write any paper, any yeah. script. Whatever. But you're also going to get the uh, question of, okay, now are they going to be given more than five minutes on a raw? Are they going to? That's true too. If are they going to put Sasha Banks and Alicia Fox there out there for twelve minutes? Are they going to give Becky Lynch and Sasha? Because you put Becky Lynch and Sasha fighting for the right to face Nikki Bella, you give them twelve minutes on Raw, and if Sasha loses or if Becky loses, you know what? That works out because they both get over more. As, and okay, are, these are, are women who can wrestle. Yeah. There are other people you can fold in here who can wrestle who can take falls as well. You can bring up Emma, who I don't think ever coming back to the main roster full time. You can put in Natty. Cause I think Natty could take a loss to a Sasha Banks and be fine. Yeah. And now you, you have those, you have those. Although this, options. this works out. Oh, okay. So we have, we got some questions. We asked for questions okay, that shake them ropes. Um, Parker on the voices of wrestling forums, which you can join for free at voices of slash forums asks, if WWE put themselves up against the wall with the timing of the NXT women coming in as Nikki pushes towards 300 days as the NXT, or excuse me, the WWE Divas champion. And you brought this up here about Nikki's road to 300 is okay. Maybe they are stalling for time here, having faction warfare so that Nikki as a singles champion can get to 300 days. 
Maybe they build up one of these new NXT women to be the challenger to try and stop Nikki from getting to the 300 days. And, you know, if that is where they're going to go, if they build up a Charlotte or a Sasha to take on Nikki at the pay-per-view that's 10 days before the AJ Lee uh, championship reign number, maybe that can be your story. And basically the catapult to one of these women going over is that they stop Nikki Bella's reign. Her road to 300 is ended and they pinned the champion. And now they hold the division in their hands. Maybe that's think, where we're all headed towards this. I think I think there's validity to that because I think that's why you bring up three or four and you put them against the wall and see which one sticks. Yeah. Uh, Quentin on the forums, do you think it is telling how much longer Sasha will be NXT Women's Champion? They tape only once per month, but also do uh, touring shows. Sasha mm-hmm. is one of NXT's biggest draws on the road. Will she stay with NXT for the time being? And that's another thought that I had on this. When you bring all three of these women up at once, you're left now with Dana Brooke, Emma, Carmella, and Bailey, effectively, in NXT. But I don't know if they're going to have these women on the road with WWE, if they're going to be on the main roster full-time. I still think you're going to have Sasha and Becky down there working the NXT shows. Case in point, we have NXT TV on Thursday, uh, the NXT TV tapings, probably for all the way to the road to TakeOver. And Becky will be there, and Charlotte will be there most likely, and Sasha will definitely be there. Um, I don't know if they build a program for Sasha to lose the title at Takeover, and they sh- and she joins the main roster in full. Um, well, with the tape- let me ask you, let me ask you something because I got kind of a supplemental question to this sure. last night when I was talking, and they were they were catering to my <laughs> my paranoia, I guess, but they were asking if I thought there was anything to the that when Becky and Charlotte came out on the crawl that had their names, they both had raw logos. And when Sasha came out, she had an NXT logo. Cause she's the NXT champion. That's all what of, I, that's what I said. I said, there's nothing to it. All of their entrances had the NXT on the Tron on the Tron, but not on the, uh, oh, no. not on the TV. Right, right, right. But that's, right. that's what Matt, I mean, they're all NXT. She okay. was just NXT because she was the NXT champion. When you saw Kevin Owens all throughout while he was NXT champion on yes. Raw, that's what I said. It was NXT. Yeah, that part okay. didn't matter. Good. So uh, you have all these three. I, I think Sasha's going to be there for a little bit, and I say that uh, partly because of the fact how long Kevin Owens has been still in NXT working those shows. He's been on the road with WWE. He's doing Raw, SmackDown. He's doing WWE live events, but. Kevin Owens is going to be on NXT TakeOver. I mean, yeah, we got called these... out. We got called out for that, too. We did. And we'll talk <laughs> about that. We'll talk about that when we get to a little bit of uh, later on Raw. Uh, Bill on the Voices of Wrestling forums. So with this NXT women's invasion, would the smart thing for them to uh, or would the smart thing be for them to show the casual fans that these new girls can go in the ring at Battleground? Either Sasha versus Becky, Charlotte or Paige. Instead, we are probably going to get some cluster of a six or nine diva tag match that is going to come off like garbage. Mm -hmm. If this is a revolution, shouldn't we just trim the fat of this division and let the ladies wrestle? Now, one of these things, (laughs) though, is everyone's looking for the short term. Oh, you should bring up one at a time or you should bring them up in singles matches. You know, we're going to have time. We're going to have time. I think you can do this road all the way to SummerSlam. You can do this to Night of Champions where they kind of weed down to find one challenger for Nikki or to you know, sell the page versus Bella's program. You could play an old NXT match if you wanted to. Yeah. I, everyone, I think a lot of people are so worried about what's going to happen at battleground with the women, but really yes. what we should be worrying about is what's going to happen at WrestleMania. Okay. 
that's where you build up the strong women's match because battlegrounds not going to be a pushing off point a raw in the summer of 2015 is not going to be the pushing off point for no the but women SummerSlam on w- makes on. it it's not going to be the pushing off point for the women of wwe what you should be building here is a strong matchup at wrestlemania because wrestlemania is going to be the the pushing point the tipping point for this division it's not going to be the summer of 2015 go ahead well then you should have kept them down there I don't know because if that's true because you got to get these people on TV so people care about what they build up to WrestleMania. Okay, but we have history on our side. Paige was brought up the day after WrestleMania, mm-hmm. and in a year, people were already tired of her. That's true. It's true, but she was also Su- wrestling Summer AJ Lee back a- and forth for four, for five or six months. Summer is still SummerSlam is still a big three pay per view for them. Yeah, it is. So why couldn't Summer 2015 be the pushing off point? Why, why Why? do we have to wait and sit here? Because the fans aren't ready for it. The fa- you have a month and a half to get them ready for it. I don't know if a month and a half is enough time. I'm just saying what would be the most success- successful? Building up for a month and a half and hoping SummerSlam hits with one match and that's the change of a division? No. Uh, or you know, no, building up to I mean, WrestleMania when you have your biggest audience, when you have more people caring. In Dallas, Texas, by the way. I don't think one match is going to turn it around. I think you're going right. to have to have weeks of really, really strong matches because everybody in the Raw audience, three hours a week, has been conditioned to know when the ladies come out, time to hit the can and get nachos. Yeah. So we're talking so, about longer matches here, and Nathan on Twitter asks, do you think that what happened last night with the debuts of Charlotte, Sasha, and Becky on Raw will help change the div- uh, the Divas division? Will we get longer women's matches in WWE because of it? And I think, will it help change the Divas division? Yes. It, I mean, it has to, doesn't it? Like, we can't just be seeing the same things. They're not going to bring them to do the same things, the same three or four minute Raws. They have to know what's going on now. I, I think there's a lot of push to do that. Yeah. But Vince still makes the call. That's and true. if he's cranky one week That's and true. goes, I didn't like that, then we're going to get Natty Charlotte from the 32nd match, Natty Pinzer. You know, it, we we don't have enough time on this TV show for Randy Orton, guys. Let's uh, cut yeah. a few minutes from the, uh, the old Sasha's to, to use an old cliche. They're going to get enough rope to hang themselves. I just think the excitement level is something we should be celebrating because people are excited yes. now about this division. And I think people are excited about different and they're excited about people that they've watched having great quality matches. And they like having this generation of fans that likes having hard work and doing things the right way, and doing your time, and and building up a resume, they like seeing that rewarded. Yeah, They did with Daniel Bryan. They did with Punk when he was brought in. They loved it with Joe was brought in. I mean, these quote-unquote indie darlings that people think that management used to think don't matter. They matter. And the women, which is fresh and new, and we haven't seen anything like this really since, you know, anything close to it since the Trish Lita um, Mickey James days yeah. of having a diverse roster, which well, is another problem. And that's why we it, liked seeing like tag teams coming in because it was diversity and we liked diversity in our wrestling. Program. And on that point too, is we had Trish Lita and then Trish Mickey James. We always had one or two focal points of the division going up against the title holder, going up against Trish, basically always had right. one right now. We have eight going up against Nikki Bella. At some point, it's going to have to trim. You can't do faction warfare forever. You're going to have to pick who you want to build the division on. It seems likely they're going to pick Becky, Sasha, and Charlotte. You know, maybe Natalia comes back uh, at some point later on, and she's put in this focal point of the division where she's having good matches with the women. 
Um, but to me, you're trying to build up to WrestleMania. I, I know we're going to see a couple of months of things that we probably may not be thinking is the best they could do. But to me, you want to build up this division for one challenger to one champion at WrestleMania and say, this is where we cemented the new women's division, uh, even though they're going to still be called the women, uh, calling them the divas, even though it's I just would, not going to change. I would agree with you if I had any faith that they had a long-term plan to get to WrestleMania. I'm going to keep the faith. I'm going to keep it. I'm going to have it. I'm going to celebrate it. I'm celebrate faith. Santa Claus is not real. I'm also Continue. going to celebrate the faith that I hope this internet gets better because I don't know what's going on today, Jeff. Is it just is it- keeps cutting in and out. It's not like horrible, horrible, but we never usually have these problems. The video is, is working you? perfectly for us. Is it you recording. or me? I don't know. It might be me. Could you want to take a break real quick? Uh, not really. Cause it's not okay. that bad, but I'm like, I, I, every once in a while you like just, it pauses for half a second and then continues. I'm like, what's happening here? We usually have tr- really good luck. I'm going to try something. See if that helps. Oh, you, you're going to try something. I don't know if that's going to work. Whatever you just tried to think, cut you out of the feet. Are you still there? You there, Jeff? I am here. Okay. What did I you, just, I, what did you just try? I put it to a different, I have two routers. Oh. So I put it to the one that I usually use. Okay. You have two routers. Why is that? Um, one for my gaming. Co- I had to basically monkey a new, uh, new setup in my house mm-hmm. because my old modem failed. So I've, uh, you know, I have one that I have wirelessly for my gaming stuff. And then I bought a new, uh, router because the router I was using doesn't connect to my phone on the internet because it's five H. GHS gigahertz or whatever. So my phone can't is an old phone and can't find the internet connection. Never mind. This is let's, all ridiculous. Uh, yes. It's let's see ridiculous. how this let's see how this goes. Let's all continue. right. We're we're doing the rest of the show with Jeff on router number one instead yes. of router number two. Okay. Uh Rusev and John Cena was a match that we had last night. Rusev is back. He's back kicking ass. Wait, is that all the uh Divas questions? Uh those were the Divas questions. I thought there was one about Bailey in there. Huh? Did it what? About Bailey? Yeah. Someone said something about Bailey, and then you said we'd get, we'll, we'd get to that during the questions. Oh. I think Bailey's not going to get brought up. Yeah, I don't, ever. Know, I don't know what happened. Oh, Bailey. Oh, think, yeah, we did have a question about Bailey. Where is this question about Bailey? Okay. Um, I didn't write it in my notes here, but effectively... Uh, actually, no, we're going to do that question later. We have that question okay. later. Yeah, we All have right. that question later. So uh, Rusev and John Cena happened. Uh, Kevin Owens interrupted it because Kevin Owens and John Cena for the U.S. title is happening at Battleground. We will preview that match. But we did get called out by the guys at Sheet Sandwich because on last week's show, when we were talking Beast in the East, we I asked the question to all three of us, Jerome, yourself, and myself, would Kevin Owens appear at NXT TakeOver? We all said no. We all said no, and we are wrong. Kevin Owens versus Finn Balor is the main event of NXT TakeOver for the NXT Championship. I just didn't think they would want to put Kevin Owens in a losing situation again when he's on the main roster on Raw. But here we are. We're going to have Kevin Owens and Finn Balor. Uh, The NXT logo in the entrance for Kevin Owens is officially gone. He is no longer a NXT roster member. So I just that, I just thought it was going to be a chance for a clean break. Clean break from it. I mean, he lost to Finn Balor. Why would you revisit it? I mean, they bear I, they swept it under the rug already. Like they mentioned it briefly on last week's Raw, but it's not something they want to really hype on and harp on. Mm-hmm. And WWE never does this. They never harp on something they wanted to be, you know, kind of forgotten. And here they are harping on it by having Kevin Owens on the NXT show again. 
But then you have the fact that NXT TakeOver is going to be at the Barclays Center and you need stars who have been on TV and Kevin Owens is a star who's been on TV. And if that helps sell tickets with him being the NXT focal point, you know, that's why you do it. And here's my point. If NXT TakeOver were still going to be at Full Sail University in August and not at the Barclays Center, there would be 0% chance Kevin Owens is on that show. True. 0%. So I went with the odds. I went with the fact that I thought it was a greater 50-50 chance that Kevin Owens wouldn't be on TakeOver now at the Barclays Center. And we were wrong. Okay, so be it. Well, we were wrong. I, I, thought, I thought with another TV taping in there... Build, I thought there'd be a chance to build something up. Samoa Joe and Tyler Breeze in a three-way or, you know, right. you know, yeah. God forbid, Baron Corbin. Maybe you give him a title shot and you have another main event caliber match in the show. Um, the sorry, sheet sandwich. We were wrong. We were wrong. <laughs> I'm sorry you pulled all your hair out waiting for us. I do apologize for that. Uh-huh. What, are the two, what are the two bald ones? So what First we- of all, when have I ever gotten anything right on this show? <laughs> Never. You should know better. Mm-hmm. There's a story. There's a story for the sheet sandwich, a breaking news story. Why is Rob never right? Why does he continually get things wrong? I'm but, just a brick. But yeah, continue. <laughs> Kevin Owens is going to be uh, challenging for the U.S. championship. Uh, they had Rusev, John, or excuse me, Rusev, Kevin Owens, and Cesaro trying to keep that Cesaro train alive, kind of. But then we'll talk about Battleground. Cesaro is not on the show. A manly match for manly men. Oh, yeah. did I love this hospital. And I is wonder it? if that is a precursor with Dolph Ziggler out. And it looks like Dolph Ziggler's not going to be on TV for a while as he uh, potentially films a WWE movie here. Um, what do they do with Rusev? Can, if, if Kevin Owens were to lose the program with John Cena, does Kevin Owens get set up with Rusev? Do we have maybe some type of Rusev face turn or a Kevin Owens face turn? Or could we see Rusev and Cesaro? Dare I say that this match was a rebuilding project for both Cesaro and Rusev? Oh, and yeah. I think it and I think it worked. And I think Rusev Rusev almost getting the win on Cena until Kevin Owens comes in is a nice uh, you know visual kind of it's, victory. It's it's, it's but it's interesting that oh the heel who fought a 25 minute triple threat now goes against the big time face champ which is the reverse of what you usually want. Yeah. But as I joked, Cesaro is uh this is a match for the brass ring right yep. here. And, yep. and I thought I thought he over delivered that dude. Can you hear the dog in the background? That's not mine. I think uh, I can barely Morton okay, on, yep. Morton on Twitter asks, do you think Owens and Balor at takeover ends in a non finisher DQ? If yes, should another match go on last to please the NXT audience? And no, I don't. I think Finn Balor wins clean at NXT takeover, no matter what they do with battleground here. I think Finn Balor has to get the cemented win against Kevin Owens and you get Finn Balor in a big uh, situation as a babyface over with an American audience. Cause right now his biggest babyface appearance on TV was with the Japanese audience. You yeah. need that video you can show for months and months uh-huh. to come of him getting the big pop at a major league arena. I agree. And I don't and, know what else and, you can and, do. And, as and, a main if, event. and if they fill and if they fill the Barclays or however they're tarping it off. Yeah. That'll be huge. Because I don't see John Cena working NXT TakeOver. People are thinking, oh, maybe John Cena will work NXT TakeOver. Maybe you have John Cena against one of these guys, like a Cesaro. I don't think John Cena's working Saturday night. I don't think NXT needs that, and I don't think they want that. I don't think they want to be seen as the little brother of WWE where the big-time stars come in there and quote-unquote slum it with these new up-and-comers type of thing. I think they want to stand on their own, and I think they're doing a pretty good job of that. So far, I think so. 
Uh, so let's talk this Battleground show. It's WWE Battleground coming up Sunday. We are going to do a live Shake Them Ropes right after Battleground. We haven't quite decided how it's going to be. Um, it could very well be our usual audio way where you go to voicesofwrestling.com slash STR and we have the web player up there so you can listen to the show live. Uh, we're looking into possibility of trying to get it on YouTube so it's a little bit more fluid for everyone and and on a forum where more people are apt to... Uh, to listen to it or view it. We're, we're still working out the kinks on that. We're probably going to have an answer. Follow Follow the the Twitter. Twitter. We'll tell you at shake them ropes. We're going to have all the information Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So, uh, one way or another, we're going to be live after that show though. So, uh, follow us on Twitter at shake them ropes for the live details. We'll of course, put it on demand on the podcast version as soon as we're done recording. So you can Mm -hmm. listen to it the usual way. Uh, but we're talking about battleground coming up on Sunday. The kickoff show is going to feature our truth versus King Barrett. For the right to the king of the ring crown, because you can get the crown whether you're wing king or ring king of the ring or not. Our truth kind of already has his little get up. King Barrett, of course, has his super official get up. I can't imagine our truth winning, but usually when I say that, that means our truth is going to win. I think it makes Vince laugh. So I think there's more than a good chance that our truth pulls out a fluke victory here. How many times has King Barrett been booked in something where? he loses because it will make Vince laugh. Cause King Barrett just is one of those most inconsistent wrestlers ever. As far as finally getting a push and not capitalizing on it, because it's nothing really for him to do there, but lose to guys like our truth and lose as the IC champion one day after another day, after another day, just not putting anything together. Funny accent, whatever. <laughs> Ooh, fucking manly accent too. It's a kick-ass accent. He sounds oh, like he's gonna I, I kill agree. everybody. I agree, but I'm think I'm thinking about what, how, how Vince views him. Oh man, um, <laughs> it's King Barrett. Look, I think I think Wade Barrett. I, I don't understand how he gets the how he wakes up in the morning and goes. I can't wait to go to work. Yeah, right. <laughs> he's one of those guys where oh, let's take a look at the booking sheet. Oh, I'm losing to a guy who's gonna hold up a plunger. Great. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm going to go with King Barrett winning just for the fact that, okay, he can keep his King set up, but at the same time I could easily see truth winning because that gets rid of the King of the ring thing. Like he goes back to bad news, Barrett goes back to Wade Barrett. You put something else for him to do. Um, maybe that's a guy who can feud with Cesaro. Cause really the best thing for both of those guys right now, I think if you're not going to do Rusev for Cesaro, Cesaro versus King Barrett, having good matches on raw and having a pay-per-view blow off at SummerSlam is probably a good way to go for both of them. I think it depends on what happens on the SmackDown tapings, mm-hmm. but, but since R-Truth got the pin on Raw, I'm going to go with Barrett here. But if Barrett gets a pin on the SmackDown tapings tonight, Truth is winning. <laughs> Roman Reigns versus Bray Wyatt kicks off SummerSlam proper. It is Roman Reigns, Bray Wyatt. Um, much like the uh, the next match we'll talk about, I don't have a whole lot of interest in this one, but... Unless they do the weird finish that Bray Wyatt would always do with Dean Ambrose, where they just want to get the program to SummerSlam and give Bray a fluke win, which I could see happening. And it screams a match where Roman Reigns should just win until he gets his real SummerSlam program, whether that's against Brock Lesnar or Sheamus even. Um, I'm going to go with Roman Reigns here just because Roman Reigns is the guy that should win. Until you really want to recover Bray Wyatt, there's nothing for him to do here winning matches. What are the odds of a child, perhaps Roman's daughter, appearing in this match? I hope zero. I hope zero. I hope zero. Oh, man, I've been thinking. That's gonna <laughs> yeah. And this is going to be a this feud must continue kind of thing. 
Um, I don't. I don't know. What... I'm gonna say Roman does get a win here. Give Roman, but the that win. there, but that, but that there's something else that goes on that makes it have to continue. I don't want all the shenanigans. Just let Roman Reigns win. Although this is probably gonna break the streak of Roman Reigns really good pay per view matches. Yeah, and if it doesn't break the streak, then Roman Reigns just adds another vote for Wrestler of the Year. This guy's had an un- unbelievable year. Roman Reigns, John Cena in the ring. If you look at their pay-per-view matches and and John Cena, especially what he's done on Raw, both of them having fantastic years in the ring. I can deny that, but wrestler of the year is a bit strong. That's a bit strong for Roman. Yeah, I don't think he's, I mean, I think he's top three in WWE. Yeah, top three in WWE. But incredible year. But Bray Wyatt, I just, you know, I hope Roman Reigns is moving on to something else for SummerSlam, but you know, going off history, I can easily see Bray Wyatt winning in a goofball fashion here and then them having a blow off at SummerSlam. But as we talk about the world title situation, you know, I I keep thinking Roman Reigns is going to go back in the world title situation. And so I hope so. I hope so. Randy Orton and Sheamus, this match is going to happen at Battleground. You've seen it a lot on Raw. You've seen it a lot <coughs> on Raw. You've seen it a lot <laughs> on, on Raw. Raw. It happens quite often. But this one is for real. The Money in the Bank winner, Sheamus. And how many of you forgot that he was the Money in the Bank holder? Because there were, in this two-week period, yeah, me. In this week period, where last week we didn't talk about Raw at all, I kind of forgot he was the Money in the Bank holder. I kind of forgot a little bit. Well, Randy Orton's back. I, I, think, there's, I think there's a point to that. It makes, it makes when he cashes in that much more shocking. Yeah, you don't usually like to remind people, you know, beat him over the head with the fact that he's the money in the bank holder because when he cashes in, it's not a shocking moment. And they've done that the past couple of years where it's like he's had the briefcase, the, you know, Rollins had the briefcase for, what, two months or so? Every week, I have the briefcase, I have the briefcase, I have the briefcase, and continued. It was part of his gimmick. Yeah. And then heading into WrestleMania, it really wasn't so. Right. He was going in the program with Randy Orton. It really so wasn't maybe, about that. So maybe, so maybe that's telling. It was about the authority. Mm-hmm. Not about the briefcase. Um, right. I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Randy Orton winning just for that fact. The fact that, you know, Seamus has the briefcase. So he has a trophy already. So yeah. maybe Randy Orton finishes it off uh, as I, this whole world title situation. When Brock Lesnar leaves, I don't know what they're going to do. Are they going to give Seamus the title with the money in the bank? I, you know, is Brock Lesnar going to defend it on more shows than we even know about? I, I don't know. But before we talk about that world title situation, we have to talk the tag team title situation. I think Randy Orton's going to win. It's a good one. <laughs> Am I allowed to pick? You are Continue. allowed to pick. That's right. You're allowed to pick. Got a little ahead of myself there. <laughs> this is all about Rob. It's Rob's show. It is my show. It's my show. Damn it. Tag titles. Primetime players. New Day. This is where New Day gets it back, isn't it? No. No. Ooh. Well, I, I'm really like I'm really liking the primetime players here. I loved that six man with Mark Henry. Yeah, the primetime players are really coming strong. They're getting, and this is an opportunity that they had been waiting for as a tag team for a long time. And then Darren Young gets hurt, and now he comes back, and they're still been waiting for it. And here it is, and they are making the most of it. The crowd is behind the primetime players. The New Day, the crowd is behind them as heels now. I mean, like it's working. Maybe you switch the titles just to continue the program and you have a blow off match. Yeah. It's either going to be, they switch the titles or it's going to be a combination that involves Xavier Woods for some reason. And he takes the pin. So it's not their strongest combination. And they continue this through SummerSlam. What I like about us uh, not counting 
our predictions anymore. Like I'm not keeping track of what I predict. It's great because I feel like I'm going to go oh for six on this show. Oh yeah, let's uh, get this. This is a transition show, so it, it could really go anyway. is a weird one. I I think I'm going to yeah. be wrong on every prediction except for the yeah. next one, the Intercontinental Championship, Ryback, Big Show, and Miz. The Miz is going to walk Miz. out the Intercontinental Champion of the Earth. Yeah, I have to say that, and I think I called this when it originally started. Yep. And the problem with that is it, it totally now changes my main event prediction. But yeah, Miz is, I think Miz is going to sneak out with the belt when the two big guys kill each other. He is going to be the champion of the North American and South American continents. Yes. The Miz. Ryback could win, though. Ryback making the media rounds looks good with that big white belt. Mm-hmm. The U.S. championship is on the line. John Cena, Kevin Owens. The third match. That they've had Kevin Owens has won one. John Cena has won one. And at the end of the day, John Cena will have won two. Yeah, that's unfortunate. It's a tough one, though, right? Because you would expect yeah. like, with this big push Kevin Owens is coming up that maybe he gets the win here and the U.S. title can get off of John Cena. Maybe John Cena goes back in the world title picture because let's look at the ratings lately mm. on WWE Raw. Haven't been mm, great. You you position a very strong argument right there. Could we be ending the experiment as John Cena as the undercard uh, champion and going back into the main title picture? Because he hasn't been in the main title picture for a good while since last August. And you've set up two two uh, challengers if Owens wins. That's right. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> but, and plus, it gives him some heat going into Takeover. It gives him some heat going to take over where he'll probably lose again. And that's the question where he'll say I'm slumming here at, <laughs> at XD going after this belt, but the first belt yeah. and I really want it back. You know, you have to pick one. John I, I Cena, Kevin Owens. I, I can't, I can't pull the trigger. It's Cena. Don't LOL. bet against you. Cena wins the Rob McCarron rule. Don't bet against Cena. You can't Cooper. bet against John Cena. You're only going to be wrong once a year. And we already had that once a year. We had the shocking Kevin Owens win, so yeah. it won't happen again. But here is the tricky situation, because we talk about John Cena. We talk about Randy Orton. We talk about Sheamus, Roman Reigns, all the potential challengers, not just at SummerSlam, but for the rest of the year in the championship picture if Brock Lesnar's not around. We have the world title match. Brock Lesnar, Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins is going at it alone because J&J have been murdered. Kane is taken out with his injured ankle. Thank God he got that Hawaiian vacation that took place in Japan for one night. I mean, this is going to be Seth Rollins and Brock Lesnar one-on-one for the title. I'm interested in seeing how the match goes because I think this can be stellar with Seth Rollins bumping all over the place and flying all about to take down the giant. But at the end of the day, unless you bring up someone new who is Seth Rollins' new muscle, Brock Lesnar has to win back his world title here. And everything points to them telling us that Seth has no chance and therefore yeah. Seth should win. Yeah. I also think he's breaking out the curb stomp for this match to go into an F5. I do. I think that's going to happen. I think you can do it as long as he's not actually hitting it. Like you and can you're not tease that move. It, you're not calling it a curb stomp. Because the same reason why you could, exactly. You can still tease the punt from Randy Orton. He just can't hit it anymore. You can still tease these things. I've gone over two scenarios in my head. Yeah. That there bo- is a plan, that there's a, Plan B, okay. That may or may not involve Paul Heyman okay. becoming Seth Rollins' manager, or that Triple H, that Seth Rollins somehow pulls it out by the skin of his teeth, or either one. It could work, but I'm thinking Seth here. 
Triple H sends out Sheamus to cash in the briefcase. Um, God, but Brock has to win, doesn't he? I think Brock that, has that, to win. I, I was trying to talk myself out of it, but Brock has to win, and I think Roman's, it's going to be Roman Brock, right? Because they're, they're not going to wait. They're not going to wait for WrestleMania, which would be the right move. If, if Brock Lesnar is done at SummerSlam until later on in the year or towards Royal Rumble period, if he's done, then yes, you do Roman Reigns and Brock one on one with, you know, maybe Sheamus goes in as the Money in the Bank challenger. Maybe Sheamus cashes in and loses before then. So now you have a situation where it's Roman and Brock one on one, and you know there won't be any hijinks at the end. Because the most logical story is that this continues with. Roman trying to rebuild his resume up to challenge at WrestleMania and this time finally winning because Seth can't interfere. Or maybe we're going to be completely wrong. And right now, less more of sheet sandwich is just pulling his hair out saying, what are you guys talking about? Of course, Seth Rollins is going to win. Yes. We know what's going to happen here. (laughs) I I think there's a very good chance Seth pulls one out here out of his teeth and that, you know, whatever, something happens, maybe another triple threat at SummerSlam. But but right now I got to go. You got to go with, that's a safe mark. If you had to predict what the women do on this show, what is the match? What do you see happening? Say there's going to be a women's match on this show, a divas match, if you will. Right. Okay. What is it going to be? It's going to be a uh, three-way dance between the nine women. And uh, Nikki Bell is going to end up getting the win over Tamina or Naomi. Okay. There you have it. What do you think? Book it. Um, I think you do a three-way with members of each trio. I mean, I could see something like that happening. Maybe a, uh, I don't know if you do the NXT women. Like, I know you just brought the NXT women up and you would want to showcase them, but maybe you do a Charlotte versus uh, Alicia Fox versus Naomi type And give one of them the win, that'd be much stronger. Maybe you do, maybe you do something like that. You know what? That's a better idea. And you I know don't what? Wanna... Here, here you have it. You have Alicia Fox and Naomi in there with Charlotte. And like, can this NXT diva who's coming up get the win against these veterans of WWE? And you know then maybe you I'm give Charlotte the win. I'm completely off on this. Don't change I just... it. I don't care. No. I mean, we'll, we'll have to no, wait and see what I, happens. I, I care because I'm I'm trying to script out story. Okay. If you do a multi-women match of any kind, Nikki doesn't need to get the pin. No, she so, doesn't. So, yeah. so someone, so someone wins. And there you the have, belt. and there you have a SummerSlam pay per view that, or a battleground pay per view. And then you make one of these new kids a potential star. Yeah, that's how you do it. Yeah. And Nikki's road to 300 continues without her having to even participate in a match. Correct. Uh, let's do some questions here. We got questions uh, coming in through our Twitter feed at Shake Them Ropes plus email Rob at VoicesOfWrestling.com and in the Voices of Wrestling forums, which you can check out at VoicesOfWrestling.com. They're new and improved. Go. They are new and improved. Yes. JML (laughs) on the forums. Stop interrupting me. All right. Damn it. JML on the forum says with the recent call-ups, does Bailey become the Sami Zayn of the women's division in NXT with her chasing Dana Brooke? Or do you focus on Eva Marie being the center of the division? (laughs) Eva Marie as the center of the division. So, oh my god, Eva Marie. Hold on a second. Uh, do you focus on Eva Marie being the center of the division since WWE wants her ready for the main roster? Bailey is the Sami Zayn of the women. Yes. She already and I is. Think, well, I think 
and I think she's going to be used to build up those two. I think she's going to be used to build up Dana Brooke, and, and if Eva Marie pans out, her. Yeah. I mean, Sasha Banks because is going to be there through TakeOver. She's going to make them look good, and then Sasha's going to drop. I think Sasha drops it to Bailey at TakeOver, and then the, you get the Bayla, Dana, Bailey Dana Brooke story started right there. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm interested to see what they do throughout NXTV for the next five weeks because you have yeah. Bailey in a program with Emma. You have Becky Lynch, who's hurt, who will most likely come back on these uh, on these tapings on Thursday. Um, you had, I mean, this week on NXT TV is Charlotte versus Sasha Banks for the NXT Women's Championship. So that gets Charlotte out of the way. I mean, mm-hmm. that gets Charlotte out of the way. So we're fine yeah. there. But who do they have challenging for Sasha Banks, whether Sasha Banks loses or wins? Because the event is at the Barclays, because all of the WWE wrestlers will be in town for SummerSlam doing those shows... You are going to see some WWE presence on TakeOver. I'm convinced of it. Now, whether that means interference in certain matches to get WWE storylines over, whether that means John Cena or someone like that wrestling on the show, you're going to have some type of presence. And I think this is where you might do it. Having a Bella come out and cost Sasha the title as they go into WWE storyline mode, I could see that happening. But Bailey is absolutely the same as Zayn of the Division. She will be one of the focal points. Eva Marie is someone who's coming up and she'll... She'll be a storyline, but I don't see Eva Marie being the focal point of that division at all because she won't be accepted. Well, here's your here's your problem with your thinking. Um, it's too good. If you're go- if if you're gonna yes, it's too if great, you're gonna too ha- smart. Look, you're rooting against Eva Marie, which I don't care for. I don't like want to see anyone fail. I'm not rooting against Eva Marie. I think <laughs> if she's going to be better on this roster, go for it. If she's improved, that's fine. I don't think the people will accept her. That doesn't mean that I'm not accepting her. I think the people there aren't accepting. I don't her. think you can have Nikki cost Sasha the belt because I think if this is going to be Sasha's going away match, I think she has enough left in NXT to say, I want a good match on my way out. I think she wants to work with Bailey. If Bailey can go, if Bailey has the cast off and also if Nikki costs her the match, why would Bailey take advantage of that? That would make her a heel. And she's gonna she's gonna be the Sami Zayn of this division, so it it doesn't make logical sense unless unless she's in there with Dana Brooke, and yeah. I don't think they're gonna do that for Takeover. That's true. It's not it may not be the best option, but I could see something like that happening. Uh, maybe Bailey doesn't see that it happened, you know, something like that. Okay. Uh, when do you expect Uha Nation to debut, and what generic name do you see him having? As far as his name, I have no idea. Does, uh, you know, when his name comes, try not to overact, overreact because, you know what, everyone's gotten changed names for the most part, and they all seem to work out pretty well. Sasha Banks wasn't her name on the indies, and everyone seems no. to be okay with that. Um, Uha Nation, when he debuts, I, you could easily see it after TakeOver on NXT TV. You could see it this week if they want to fill up TakeOver with a new name. Like he could very I'm well thinking, have his first match in Brooklyn. I think he, I think Thursday, I think Thursday, or I think at the tapings at some point he debuts or yeah. they tease his debut at takeover. What do I think his name's going to be? I think it's his name's probably going to be something like David Uha, the one man nation. <laughs> I don't think they're going to go too far from Uha nation, but I think it'd be Uha nation. Yeah. And there might yeah. be a new presence in there. Uh, yes. Danny Hernandez on Twitter. Are you guys interested in seeing train wreck or train wreck with John Cena? Are you interested in seeing Trainwreck featuring John Cena? I am. I want to see it. Whether John Cena was in it or not. Amy Schumer, Bill Hader, come on. I'm not the biggest Amy Schumer fan in the world. LeBron. I like her. And, well, yeah. I, I'll go see it. I'll wait for video. It's a wait for video one for me. I'll see it. 
Uh, Rob at Shake Them Ropes asks, who would fans <coughs> Wait, most be what? interested in hearing speak on Lucha Underground and the Voices of Wrestling Network? Johnny Mundo, Prince Puma, Brian Cage, Big Rick, or someone else? That's a question for you all fans. Tweet us oh, at okay. Shake Them Ropes. Who would you be most interested in hearing talk about Lucha Underground on the Voices of Wrestling Network? Anyone perhaps, from Lucha Underground. Perhaps someone of a backstage presence. Intent. Intent. Mm. Uh, Shining Wiz on the Twitters at shining underscore whiz 13 of all the unsigned indie talent out there, including ROH who could make the biggest impact in WWE now, or excuse me. He asks who can make the biggest impact now in five years and in 10 years in WWE, the biggest impact now. I mean, he's already signed and he's already on TV with Samoa Joe. I mean, I think if you go with someone who's not signed as mm. Jay Briscoe, probably the Briscoes yeah. are making the biggest impact. Uh, in five years, you know, I'm apt to say maybe the young bucks, but I don't know if that act is still going to be the same level as it is now in five years mm. in, in a WWE setting. Maybe if everyone's just seen everything they can do on the Indies over the next five years, think about that. You'd have to see five years of the young bucks matches that you're seeing now. You know, at some point people have to get tired of it. No. Yeah, maybe WWE is the next logical step, but at that point, they're a little bit older. I don't know if WWE would have interest uh, in that kind of style for that time. But, you know, hey, they're signing Samoa Joe at 36, so maybe they would. Uh, in 10 years, though, I don't even know if there's an indie talent out there who in 10 years would be the, the biggest talent. Like, I think there's someone who's still coming along the pike that we don't know yet that could be a biggest impact in 10 years in WWE. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know if we can really answer that question. Yeah, no, you got a guy like Trevor Lee, who's only Trevor 20, Lee. Yeah. Yeah. and he'd be 30 by then, but I mean, even then he might be too old for the roster, yeah. <laughs> the way they like the youth moving. Five years? You know what? If they sign Okada, I'd put him on the list. Yeah, I don't know if a New Japan guy just... Yeah, I know, I know, I know. The language barrier, because we're seeing it with Kenta now, I mean... Vince might be dead by then, so you never know. Yeah. Um. Now? I think 10 years is the tough one because I don't know if there's yeah. a name out there that we're seeing that could really do that. Actually, so in, five now, years, it might, in five years, it might be that strong man that they have. I think that could, he could really make a dent or even, Jason, or even Jason Jordan. Yeah, Jason I, Jordan I think some of the people who would make the biggest impact in five or 10 years, honestly, are with WWE right now. Like they're already signed. But in WWE now, who would make the biggest impact on the indie scene? The Briscoes. That's, oh, that's who my indie. take would be. I, I misheard miss the question. Who would make the biggest impact? That's all. Um, well, biggest imp- oh, impact. Oh, okay. Never mind. Biggest impact from the Indies to WWE. from the Indies and um, WWE. Right yeah. now, Briscoes. Uh, the Briscoes or Brian Cage, maybe. Yeah, I don't know about Brian Cage, but okay. hey, he's a Lucha Undergrounder that you can see on the Voices of Re- Wrestling Network. Maybe if you want to hear from Brian Cage, we had a question on Twitter that I wanted to ask you, as it is MLB All Star Weekend <laughs> week. Like the All Star Game is tonight as we're recording. Who in WWE would do the best in a home run derby? Who in WWE would do the best in a home run derby? This question came to us on Twitter, um, trying to find out who sent it Mm. as it's way down here. Frank Puddle on Twitter. Frank Puddle on Twitter asked, which WWE wrestler would do the best at a home run derby? And I have to think about this one for a little bit because, you know, you know, it comes up, you know, Michael Elgin for a lot of last year talked about how he was going to try to try out for baseball and play major league baseball. 
But who right. in WWE? Because you would have the combination of bat speed and strength and coordination. So, like, picking a guy mm-hmm. like Mark Henry is probably not going to work, you know? Right. Mark Henry has the power, but whether he can connect with the ball and swing, I don't know. Picking up a guy like the Big Show is probably not going to work. You know, my pick is Ryback just because he has the experience in baseball. Mm. So I think with his combination of strength and everything, Ryback would probably do the best. But it's an interesting question because it very well may be Brad Maddox because I just assume Brad Maddox can do the best at everything. I'd say Randy Orton. Randy Orton? Really? He's, He's lean. He's still muscular and strong. He wouldn't get, uh, and, and there's, there's an endurance thing to the home run derby as well. Yeah. And bigger guys get tired quicker. I think, I think you, you pick a guy like that. Okay. Who still has strength, but you know, he has, you know, some endurance. He's lean. Randy Orton. You know, I'm, 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 I'm I'm, I'm kind of thinking the, uh, you know, the, the corollary I was thinking is like golf Uh where, uh, Dustin Johnson is an absolute beast driving the ball. Of course he blows every major championship he's in in the last day but but he's really good all right yeah. so you pick randy orton i pick the ryback this is a question mm-hmm. we'll never know the answer to nope never match this number is... 71 yes we're on our wwe top 100 matches available on wwe network uh match number 71 is bret hart defending the wwe championship against the one two three kid from wwe raw in july of mm-hmm. 1994 the match mm-hmm. was taped on July 1st. It aired on July 11th, 2014. Mm-hmm. This was Jim Ross's first night back with WWF. There's a lot going on in the wrestling world there on was. July 11th, there 1994. Was. It's possibly the most interesting week in wrestling history, or at least it's top five. Mm-hmm. The WWF, you have the beginning of the Vince McMahon steroid trial. Um, which was the impetus the, for Jim Ross coming back. Which was the impetus for Jim Ross coming back. Because Jim Ross's contract had not been renewed, yep. and he was working in Smoky Mountain at the time, mm-hmm. and uh, because Vince was taking himself off of TV to fight these charges, uh, Jim Ross came back. Um, in WCW at this time, this week, the first appearance of Hulk Hogan since he was signed, which would eventually lead to the demise of WCW, in my opinion, but. You have both these things going on. The you know the two indies that are hot at the time are uh, Smoky Mountain and ECW starting to find its feet. New Japan is really really big on the internet at this time because you have this the Super Juniors who are killing it like Chris Benoit and Eddie Guerrero are over there. And in WWF WWE, it's an interesting transition time because there's still those hints of the big guys and the wacky characters. But a lot of what's getting buzz is for lack of a better term, the guys at the work rate geeks, like the Bret Hart's, the Shawn Michaels, and yes, a young, Sean Waltman, who I had seen on global when he was like 17 or 18, shocked me that WWF had signed him now known as the one, two, three kid. And I think, Randy Savage's intro on this episode of Raw was awesome. Where he said, where, you know, he's kind of building up the match and saying, you know, some people have called him the comeback kid. You call him the one, two, three kid. Tonight he could be the world champ kid. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I thought Savage was pretty good. I, Savage can be hit or miss on this, but he was definitely excited and into it. <laughs> Especially at the, at the question Jim Ross 
asked Savage goes, I don't know. How's that for direct? Let's right. watch the match. Um, I loved this match. I remember watching it originally. Um, and, you know, everybody, the internet fans were going gaga over it as, as I did. Yeah. Um, so very interesting story being told here. And I think Bret Hart, a lot of times gets dinged for being almost mechanical without emotion. And he wasn't that here. It was, it was a very well told story of getting a champ over by honor when he's feuding with a guy who has no honor in terms of his brother, Owen, and also getting a young up and comer like, um, one, two, three kid, the quintessential rub, if you will, even though, you know, he's had some strong wins on raw leading up to this, but you know, they were mid card wins. You know, they had the, you know, he was going up against the million dollar corporation I believe he had a couple of tag team. He may have had a tag team run in here before this match as well. But, you know, it just, I, I really enjoyed this match. They had a couple of really cool little transition spots, like the, uh, like the back flipping the pin. I'm trying to remember that. I can't, I should have wrote that down. My notes are messy, but the, the one I really stood out to me was the, uh, the superplex that was supposed to look botched, but it went right into the, cross body for the two count. I thought that was cool, but it's a compelling story of, okay, they get the pin with the ropes. And then after that one, two, three kid just goes for broke with high aerial moves. And eventually it does them in. I think it's a simple story and it was a really good story. Yeah. I mean, Hart was coming in this respectful champion. Like he was intrigued. They even showed the promo video leading up to this match that Bret Hart at the hall of fame ceremony was talking mm-hmm. up. You know, the one, two, three kid is potentially the best pound for pound wrestler in the company and the bright future that he was following. And here we are having this world title match. And, you know, the kid gets a ton of hope spots like he's fighting back. Yeah. Up until that false finish there, like it was all it was a lot of Bret Hart. Like, you're right. Bret Hart was holding a lot of it. He gets the false finish. He pins one, two, three kid. Earl Hebner counts one, two, three. But kid got his foot on the ropes. Earl Hebner didn't see it. Referee Tim White comes out to say, hey, Earl, you messed up like his foot were on the rope. Bret Hart didn't want to win that way because Bret Hart wanted the best competition from Sean Waltman. He wanted the one, two, three kid to give it his all. Well, it was a nice, interesting subplot as well in this first fall before the first false fall was Waltman continuing to get moves and one over with his quickness and his kicks and doing kip ups and whatnot. And Bret Hart getting visibly frustrated he was getting frustrated but, but at the same go- time never going to the dark side yes he was never going to the dark side but he was yeah. also never really like you could see bret hart was frustrated not because he was in trouble but because he wasn't winning as easily as he right. might thought you know so he, he's never getting really in trouble here so the pin happens and then yeah sean waltman kicks it into gear because you know what i averted a loss there effectively now i gotta give it my all i gotta go out there and just throw everything i can at bret hart for the world title. This is for all the marbles. It's for the world championship on Raw. Yeah. This match gets 25 minutes of TV time. Like yeah. they taped it on July 1st. Uh, they had, you know, they were doing these three Raws at the time being taped. So they had shows in the can for a little bit. Um, 25 minutes of TV time. At the end of the day, one, two, three kid can't do it. Bret Hart gets the win with the sharpshooter. And not only did they shake hands before the match. But they shake hands and hug after the match, too, because Bret Hart's like, you know what, kid, you earned this opportunity. You weren't the best man right now, but you know what? Someday you might be. It was very Ring of Honor. It was. 
Um, I've seen it posited. Um, is this Sean Walkman's best match? I mean, at the moment, just me, you know, there were, uh, there were a couple of good cruiserweight matches he had in WCW with like the likes of, I think, Mysterio and Malenko. Jerry Lynn. Jerry Lynn. Dean Malenko. Um, you know, he really tried when he was in TNA for a little bit, but never, I mean, never quite got to that level just because he was a little older. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's an interesting question. If I, anybody wants to chime in, you can tweet me at crap game 13 at crap game 13 at shake them ropes. If you have, if you have a nominee for what is Sean Waltman's best match and could it, could it possibly be this match here on raw? Now the downside of this is they didn't capitalize on this match at all. With Waltman, I don't think because he was a smaller guy. So it's like, well, we can only put him so far. Yeah. But I did appreciate, I did appreciate he got a standing ovation from Randy Savage. Yeah. I think that means a lot. And Savage was awesome during this match too. Questioning yes. Bret Hart's, you know, actions in the ring, saying Bret Hart was nuts to get this match going. When you win a world title match, you take yes. the win. Yeah. Would you ever restart this match? No. No. <laughs> and Jim Ross is really good. Like, it's funny because this is Jim Ross's first night back with the WWF. He's fired a couple of times during this calendar year. So yeah. he comes back because Vince is on trial and they didn't want to do Gorilla Monsoon for any more uh, commenting on Raw. So Jim Ross is back. And he does the opening intro to Raw. He does the voiceover for the video package. And mm-hmm. it's so funny because it's Jim Ross trying to be like Mr. Deep Voice voiceover guy. Yeah. Like if you didn't know it was Jim Ross, you might not actually tell it's Jim Ross until halfway through when he goes into full Jim Ross voice. Like he tries it's, to start saying, here tonight on Raw. And then he goes he's, into he's, regular he's Jim trying, Ross voice. He's trying to do the over the top Vince yeah. McMahon voice. He really was. Yeah. He was. Mm-hmm. And then he, he's not doing it on air. But just for this voiceover, I thought it was funny because he got like basically two different voices as the as the uh, promo continued. Um, next week, kind of timely as well. Match number 70 on our top 100 countdown is going to be the NWA world title match from Starcade 1985. It is oh. Dusty Rhodes versus Ric Flair. That's a road dream to blow the wood if you will. Dusty Rhodes, Ric Flair for the NWA world title match number 70 as we go to our road towards the 60s here. On the Shake mm-hmm. Them Ropes uh, top 100 now, countdown now before you do matches. Our, before you do our outro, did you see what the match was after 1-2-3 Kid Bret Hart? Uh, on Raw that? On, on, no, on I Raw don't know what night. it was on Raw. No. Kona Crush versus, awesome. Matt, versus Matt Hardy. Awesome. <laughs> Double dose of awesomeness there. Sure, why not? In Bushkill, Pennsylvania. Wash- Bushkill, Pennsylvania is where that show took place. Could you ever imagine WWE running a show right now on TV in Bushkill, Pennsylvania? Tough times, brother. Yeah. Yep. Not happening now. But Dusty Rhodes, Ric Flair is going to be on our show next week during the week. We will be back with a live show on Sunday night after Battleground. Then we'll do our regular show on Tuesday or Wednesday covering match number 70 plus all the fallout from Battleground and the continuation of NXT. We're going to be able to preview what happens on NXT TV uh, next week here in the new tapings and hopefully have an idea of what's going to happen towards the road to take over. Uh, if you are a fan of the show, if you got this far, that must mean you must at least enjoy us a little bit. Uh, we would appreciate you subscribing to us. You can catch all the subscription information. Uh, we are free at voices of slash STR. And if you have a moment, we would really appreciate you going on to the iTunes feed. Even if you don't subscribe via iTunes, uh, give us a rating, give us a review, say some kind words so that others might be able to find us who may not know we exist yet. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, I don't know if you're going to watch the videos. 
you may. I think some people might find some interest in the videos. We're going to cover New Japan, the G1 coming up next week. We're going to cover it a lot. Not so much Jeff all the time, but we're going to do that for the Voices <laughs> of Wrestling channel. Um, time. <laughs> dude, I'm doing we're, what we're going to do here is a daily recap show of every G1 event. Wow. We're going to have a show up on the YouTube channel, a daily recap show. So subscribe at voicesofwrestling.com slash YouTube or youtube.com slash voices of wrestling. Yes, it can really go either way like that. I can uh, do one. Yeah. Subscribe. You might be a part of one or two of them. Uh, <laughs> we are going to do a daily recap show covering the voices of wrestling pickums, the winners, the losers. We're going to have video clips. We're going to go the whole nine yards. It's going to be about a 10 minute show that you can catch daily. So if you can't watch all four hours of the G1 event but want to get caught up to speed, instead of just reading a boring review that says who won, you can catch some highlights. You can get our thoughts on the shows as we go along. We'll have cameos and guests on every show throughout the uh, throughout the month-long G1 tournament. So if you're a New Japan fan, subscribe to the channel. You get videos from us, Shake Them Ropes. You get the audio feed of the Voices of Wrestling podcast and some fun stuff that we'll be doing in the future. So subscribe at youtube.com slash voicesofwrestling. Share the feed. If you have wrestling fans that don't know about us, share it with them. Comment on the shows. Like them. It would really help us out quite a bit. All three ways that you can support Shake Them Ropes and Voices of Wrestling. And if you are shopping on Amazon, hit up VoicesOfWrestling.com slash Amazon. And any purchases you make, give us a little kickback too. No extra cost to you, but it helps us out a little bit, a penny or two there. Uh, every time you purchase something. Every time you're purchasing your summertime necessities if you're purchasing back to school necessities for the kiddies go shop on amazon and you can help support shake them ropes it's back to school time jeff it is i'm seeing ads all over the place for back to school kids are going back not, to school soon not till august still not till right. august summer slams in august and we're already seeing the road to summer slam hit can never it's be too early been in august though so it's okay. always been a, you know kids in michigan go to school after labor day that's what I used to go to school. Really? I always mm -hmm. went like August 15th, you know, middle of August was always when I went back to school. But I guess there's some states where you go back. See, I'm in Indiana. I've been in school in Indiana ever since. I yeah, you, you all need the, the extra time. Just East Coasters. Yeah, I don't know. But the kids go back to school <laughs> Yeah, just so late, like September 8th, I think this year is afterwards. But mm -hmm. yeah, are you uh, before we end the show, I want to ask you, you are going to Tremendous, are you not? No, you are not. I couldn't get it. I couldn't get a ticket. Sold out in like three minutes. Yeah, everything's. And Helico and so, Jack Evans against the Young Bucks. I I may wait in line. Mm. I don't like doing that. I like having my ticket and being able to sit there. But you know what? Someone can hook a brother up. Can always go to Vegas. Catch Congo Kong versus Magnus. It's a thought. Here it comes again. Lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line 
prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.